Square Rosenberg podcast on another wonderful night. We're coming in straight from the lab, SQR podcast. Check us out on SoundCloud. Check us out on the YouTube channel, SQR podcast. Our website is booming. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we're doing something epic and classic as we get ready to marinate with one of my guests tonight. But you know how I always, always start the show. I go back. Thank you for tuning in last week, checking out the show that we posted. Always remember to subscribe. And tonight, we do things normally the same way. Big shout out to Manny behind the camera, holding us down. Thank you so much for being here, bro. We're gonna go in solo tonight on the staff. So right now, we're just gonna jump right into our guest. And tonight, I am honored and blessed to have Bonnie Thomas in the house tonight. Thank you so much, Bonnie, for being here. Thank you for having me. It is a complete blessing and honor to be in your presence right now. Thank you. Before I even begin to jump, in, jump into who you are and what you do, could you please let my viewers and listeners know who you are and what you do? Okay, good evening everyone on this beautiful night. It is a gorgeous night though, right? For it to be September. Yes, feels like Montego Bay. Yes, <laughs> even though I've never been. Oh, you need to go. But I will. But we're gonna talk about that a little bit later. Yes, my name is Bonnie Thomas. I come to you from Patterson. Big up to Patterson. This is where we're broadcasting from right now. And what I do for a living now is I am the operational manager of a school bus company. Okay, big, big. What I used to do in the past was accounts payable for a hospital for like over 20 something years. A lot, a lot of history there. I can't wait to get into those stories. Yes, a lot of history. So I did it, did it, Career change. Okay. I mean, it's, it's almost the same thing as working in a hospital with different people. It's just that you're working with children and you're working with parents. I'm sure in the hospital you were dealing with some big children, right? Yes, <laughs> yes, as always. And you, you're working with children and their parents and you have to realize that that is precious cargo. Mm, so mm. they're going to be very protective, overprotective about their precious cargo. You, I can't wait to hear some <laughs> of those stories. However, the, 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 the main reason my guest is here tonight and is here to share her story is because Bonnie has done a complete transformation and is a living testament of a physical, mental, and a spiritual transformation, which has kind of pioneered this new walk that you're taking. Yes, yes. Uh, even though I walk by faith and not by light, but this is a new walk, a new path for me. It's a new, I can't even say it's a new chapter. It's a whole new book. I can't wait to jump into that. <laughs> so here, SQR Podcast, my guest, Bonnie Thomas, she's, she's um, really transformed herself physically. And as a result of that, exposed and learned so many things so here's what we're gonna do we're gonna jump into this podcast and i want to give a big shout out to that camera alarm going off in the background <laughs> yo the patterson ad libs are always so on point you know if it's not that it's the cops it's the fire trucks it's unbelievable but, but that's life that is life what would it be like if you had nothing but pure silence in the background that's life Yes. Living. I want to, wow. Score Rosenberg podcast. <laughs> She's just dropping jewels right out the bat. And we haven't even started yet. No, that was so profound because then you wouldn't appreciate the silence because now that the car alarm is off, right. we appreciate this. Right. Wow. Score Rosenberg <laughs> podcast. Bonnie Thomas. Let's jump into this. You're from New Jersey. Yes, I am. Born and grown? Yes. 
raised in Patterson? Yes. I was born in Inglewood, New Jersey. I came to Patterson when I was two. Okay. Um, my father passed away when I was two. My mom was a single mom with four kids, moved to Patterson, and she raised four kids, and then she had another one, and my stepfather came into my life when I was about five. Let me ask you this. What was the dynamic like because you know, when your father passed away and my condolences on that yeah do you remember that time i have no recollection of my father i only have pictures of him from my sisters and my brother i have no recollection of my father at all and in the in the uh age group of kids that were in the family you were number second third i was the fourth i was the baby at the time Wh oh okay okay i have an older sister well God bless her. She passed away in 2011 to cancer. What's her name? Sherry. R.I.P. to Sherry. And um, rest in peace. She was like a second mother. When mom wasn't there, Sherry, Sherry ran was the there. ship. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I have a next to your older sister, Tony, who lives in Florida, and a brother who lives in Florida. Okay. Nice. Nice. <laughs> and nice. a younger sister who lives here in Patterson, which we share an apartment together oh wow wow so the dynamic growing up with that being out of the picture what i've heard so far is there was a lot of support from the other siblings yes especially being the baby yes wow and as you grow through elementary school and high school what was that like you still it, had a squad with you to go you know yes, handle stuff yes i did i did i was more of a bookworm i was very quiet i was into my books I was, I was more like a nerd, but a tomboy. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I got along better with the guys than I did with the females. Okay, okay. And I grew up being a tomboy, playing football, street football, and basketball, and baseball. I was just out there, but I was more of a bookworm. Mm. I, Do you remember um, the first book you read or were intrigued by? I have to say I was intrigued. It was Edgar Allan Poe. Wow. Yes, I was intrigued by his poems. And in high school, that was um, one of my classes. And I always really got into it and was able to explain what he was speaking upon, about yeah. in his poems. Mm. You know, I went through school 4.0. So oh, nice. <laughs> that's why I said I was that's a big. nerd. That's big. I even went to college, but I did not finish college. But I was on the dean's list and everything. But I didn't get a chance to finish because we moved to Tucson, Arizona. Wow, that's a big change. Yes, that was a big change from the East Coast life the, to the what? What yeah. was that like? That what, was very different. What age was that, by the way? I was in my twenties. I was like twenty. Oh wow! 21. So you were yeah. Wow. What was that like living in Tucson? It was different. Were the guys all over you because you're from the East Coast, from New York? No, not really. I, yeah, well, I did have one older guy who wanted to take me home <laughs> with him, so I was like, no, we, I was out at a club with a couple uh, of friends, but I didn't stay long because I didn't give it a chance because where we lived at was like Right across the street was the desert. We lived in a complex with a pool and everything, but right across the street- No scenery. Was the, I mean, it was a beautiful scenery. Maybe if I would've gave it a chance, maybe I would still mm. be there. But after a month, I came back to live with my sister in um, East Orange. And then I decided, okay, I need a job quick. So I, I'll go to business school. I went to business school for a year and a half, graduated with honors 
4.0 was president. Thank you, was president of the newspaper and, and stuff like that. So I really got into it. I graduated. And by the time, next thing I know, I had a job. Wow. Wow. My first job was, well, it wasn't my first job, but first job as a computerized accountant was um, CareFi. 1992. Oh, big shout out. Nice, nice, nice. And I stayed there for a while until they relocated to Milwaukee. Okay. Mm -hmm. So during this whole transition, um, it seems as if you've been, you traveled around domestically. Have you left the country at all? No, I've never left the United States at all. Wow. I don't even own a passport. Ooh, we're going (laughs) to fix that before it's all over here so you can get out and check out the rest of the world. Yes. However, um, everything with the family, mom, everything's moving. Um, they're holding down a fort here while you're there. Are they, were they with you in, in Tucson? Yes, my mom My mom relocated to Tucson because my brother was out there. Okay. And Did they like the whole setting or no? They stayed out there for like a year, maybe two years. They liked it. And then my mom wanted to come back because of my grandmother. Okay. You know, she wanted to be closer to my grandmother, which my grandmother passed in 2008 at the age of... 101. What? Yes. Yeah, what's her name? Margaret Jackson. Margaret Jackson, <laughs> 101, setting records out here. Do you know what she did to, to I mean, could you, rem- let me ask you this, and I always love to ask my guests this. Now that we've kind of went through that whole, you know, first stage of your life, was there one thing or an experience that you can look back on now and go, wow, that propelled me to be who I am or I wanted to emulate that person or I didn't want to do that. Was there one thing that goes, mm, I want to do what I'm doing right now, which is being confident enough to go through the transformation you are going to t- tell us about next, mm-hmm. taking on the jobs you, took, you have taken on, dealing with life's curveball up till 20. Yes, is there one person or that. one experience that you have um, I would attest? have to say my experience is my mother and my grandmother. Mm. the strong women they were and my mom always told me I always said mom I want to be just like you and she was like no you want to be better so I always kept that in me to say I'm going to do better Wow! and when you know you do better Score Rosenberg podcast a jewel that will take you through life could you say that again please when you know better you do better that's all we have to do it's so organic that's it's it. so simple that's it and she always said that to me she said no you don't want to be like me you want to be better and that's what I took through my whole life you know watching my grandmother and my mom be a single parent up until you know till my stepfather came in and then when my stepfather came in my life he opened my eyes to a lot of responsibility and he was that male role model in my Mm. life that I never had beside my brother true true me and my brother are seven years apart he's seven years older than me was your stepdad accepted by everybody when he came into the picture yes he was that's big he was very accepted um matter of fact my little sister that's her father wow so my mom had five kids all together but i was the baby for a long long time. time wow but he came in my life and he showed me what a male role model is Mm. because I didn't have that. My father passed when I was two. Yeah, 
Wow, that's very fascinating. Score Rosenberg podcast, Bonnie Thomas. We're just beginning to crack the, the outer shell of this egg that we're going to get into. And I'm telling you, the yolk is going to be ridiculous. So as we get ready to take this quick break, we're going to come back. I want to hear the story from the transition from 20 on. Okay. I want to hear some of those pitfalls, some of the guys that came into the picture. <laughs> you know, were they, were, they step, were they worthy of your stepfather's level that he had said? You know, so as we take a quick break, Score Rosenberg podcast, Bonnie Thomas. We'll be back after these messages. One. Rosenberg coming back with my guests on this gorgeous Jamaica feeling night here rocking out to that Mary J. Blige which is available on our SoundCloud Squirrel Rosenberg Radio don't get it twisted go get that there's a lot of mixes up there there are all our SoundClouds available right there however tonight Bonnie as we continue the powwow um, fascinated by everything that you experienced and we left off where we gave major props to your grandmother 101 Yes. 101. Don't yes. get it twisted. This lady did something right in her life. Yes, she did. To be blessed with those many years. Has to be the Indian, the Native Indian blood. I'm part Native Indian. I'm Black Indian and Irish. So What? <laughs> my grandmother was Indian. My great-grandmother was Irish. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, get it, because you are very beautiful. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I, I do get it. So as we um get ready to jump into segment two of, you know, the episode that's that's bonnie your go what was your as you grew into college i'm pretty sure guys were knocking at your door all day what was that like was i mean did you what what was that like it was you know guys are gonna be guys they're gonna hit on you but my thing was always that they're after something so my 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 vision was i need to get to a then i can worry about b when I say get to A, that means my schooling, mm -hmm. my education, get a job. Prioritize. Make sure I can take care of me before I start venturing into a relationship. Why is, because that's not the stereotypical thing that happens. You know that, right? Right, right. The stereotypical thing is, let me find a guy to take care of me then you're becoming dependent on this guy. And see, Not a lot of women go and really build their foundation. Mm -hmm. So what, what created that? That My mom and my grandmother created that. My mother was very independent, and she taught mm. us to be very independent. How many girls in the family? Four. What? The boy is in the middle. <laughs> he was the sandwich. He was the meat to the sandwich. Yeah, yeah, well, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> but my mom always taught us independence. 
Don't wait for a man to do something. If you need to screw in a light bulb, go. Get a light bulb, get a ladder, get up there and screw. You need to move furniture, move it. Mm. Don't wait. Be into independent. Yeah. So going through life, I feel like being independent, that caused a lot of guys to feel intimidated mm. by me. Because I can them. right. I I can support myself. I can do things for myself. You know, I don't have no shame in getting my hands dirty. That's big. You know, taking out the garbage or whatever. I don't have a problem with that because that's what I was taught mm. and bred it to be independent, not to sit around and wait for a man to do it for me. So as you're going through and you're meeting all these guys through college and getting, you know, when did your husband come into the picture? Well, there's no husband, but <laughs> you might as well say I was with my son's father for 13 years. Oh, wow. Right. Before we ended it. But um, within that 13 years, my one and only, my life, my everything, my son came out of that. Okay. We were together like five, six years before my son came out because I thought about it i wanted to be ready to oh, have a child on your terms. I mm. right i wanted to be financially ready i didn't want to have to depend on the system mm. i didn't want to have to depend on his father if i wanted to go out and buy him something i brought it so Understood. it was like six years before we before i had him and then you know five years and then we got engaged a year after he was born and then do you remember when you met your your baby's father? Yes, I met him. <laughs> this is not a love story, but we met in Bradley's. I was working Ooh. there seasonal. <laughs> had to be a love and, story at some right, point. And he was working there, and, and we just started conversating. And one night, while I was living in Passaic at the time, because my mom and them had came back from Arizona, and we, she moved to Passaic because that's where my grandmother lived. And we was living in Passaic at the time, and we sat outside. He dropped me off, gave me a ride home, and we sat outside just talking, communicating with each other till we broke dawn. What? Outside? And, right, outside in the car, just sitting there conversating. Chilling, yeah. not, nothing well, that's a big connection sexual right there. or yeah. anything. That's big. It was like getting to know each other. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's one thing about a relationship that I feel everyone should do is get to know each other. Score Rosenberg podcast, <laughs> dropping jewels again. You know, I mean, at the, at the point is we run so, past, so quickly past that stage. Right. You know, I our mean, society tells us have sex, then go and get to know this person. Right. But you're right. Thank you for saying that. Continue. You, it, that's an important part. Even though communication is important, but getting to know that person in a relationship is important to me. So now you guys are together. Mm -hmm. You're moving forward. You have your son. And your son's name is? Parish. What a powerful name. Yeah. Yeah. Big shout out to Parish. And that really solidified your movement because now you're, you know, happy to be. What I, happened? How mom, I mean, I, to tell you the truth, I had no desire to have kids. But God blessed me with a son. And that's my one and only. And I chose not to have any more. It's not that I can't have any more. I chose not to have any more because the fact of financially, I know what mm. I can afford. That's big. So I chose not to have any more. I mean, some people may say that that's selfish because of the fact that he doesn't have any siblings. But let me tell you, 
he has a lot of cousins <laughs> that can be his yeah, siblings. Yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I'm Make saying? Make that work. Make that work. And I said to myself, if I didn't have another one between the time that he was one through five, I wasn't going to have any more because I don't want him to be five years old and having a sibling because I, I went through that with my sister. Mm -hmm. My sister and I were five years apart. We had nothing in common, common. when we were younger. But as we got older, yes, we got closer, but... Mm -hmm. Younger? No, we had nothing in common. I didn't want to hang around her. She didn't want to hang around me. Yeah. Why would I want my little sister hanging around me when I'm 15 yeah. and she's doing dead? grown stuff? Right. <laughs> as, 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 you, as you transition, in, you know, into the mom thing, it seems as if you embrace that role. Yes. I know that as you're going through with the relationship, you said there was a point when the relationship ended. Yeah. And the reason why I'm I'm poking at this balloon, if you don't, for better description, yeah. is I want to understand. Um, when did you, because you showed us some photos earlier, yes. which we're going to be able to show. And there was a photo with you and your son. I don't remember what age that was when you took that photo. But that was a photo when... That was when, back in 2012. So, okay, in that photo, you were on the heavier side. Yes. And um, when did the weight gain and that change started happening, if you don't mind me asking? The weight change started happening, like, I would have to say... Was it during the marriage? No, way much after. It was like 2015, 2016. That's when, 2000, I think 2015 was when I was diagnosed as pre-diabetic. My But before that, you weren't. No. So during the marriage, after the marriage, everything was cush. Yeah. You were I, still the same weight. Right. I got comfortable and content because after I had my son, I gained all the weight. So I got comfortable and content, like, this is it. This is what it's going to be. Okay. So I was diagnosed as pre-diabetic because I was having symptoms of being tired. I wake up tired. I go to bed tired. I just have no energy. I'm thirsty. I'm going to the bathroom, peeing all the time. So those were symptoms because I listened to my body. Okay. So I went to the doctor, and the doctor said, you know, those are symptoms of diabetes, but you're pre your glucose is not low enough or not high enough, so you're in yeah. the middle. So he told me it's up to me to wow. make the decision. He said you can either keep it under control or go over that line and become diabetic and have to take Insulin. medication. Yeah. So I was struggling with it, you know, losing a weight. Lose, you what know, did you do? Let's, let's, let's get real with it. When you say you were struggling, what did you do? Oh, let me, before you even answer that question, let's go back to this question. Because you were content with where you were mm -hmm. and with the weight that you've gained after the baby. Mm -hmm. And as the, your son is growing, he's now at seven, eight, you were said, you know what, I'm good. Maybe this is how it is going right. to be. Was there any diet change at all? Or you were just still eating the same? I was still eating the same. I was trying to eat healthy, like cook healthy okay for the family you know what i'm saying but working long hours and mm. being on the run you tend to excuse me you can't eat healthy you got to eat the whatever yeah whatever's out yeah. available for you so that fast food fast food i couldn't say yeah. that fast food but then after a while after last year for some reason my sugar spiked so we're talking about a difference from being pre-diabetic in 2012 mm. to 2016. 
No, I was pre-diabetic in 2015. See, I, I was not diabetic. I just gained weight for in 2012. After I had my son, I just gained the weight. And the picture that I showed you was 2012, that I was heavy. I was heavy up until 2015. Let's be, um, let's be specific so people mm -hmm. can understand what heavy means. What were you before the baby? What were you after the baby in 2012? Before the baby, I have to say I was probably like, 145, 150. I was always tiny, petite. I'm only 5'2". Okay. So I was always tiny and petite. My my baby sister, when I was in college, I weighed 110. She weighed 115. She's always been bigger than me. Okay. So I always stayed in the ones, you know, 145, 150. I was always petite. Then after I had Parrish, I gained weight, and then I had to go through some surgeries, which, you know, once you go through surgery, you can't work out for a period of time True. because you have to heal inside as well as True. outside. Your outside heals faster than your, your inside, so your insides take longer. So you're told you can't do strenuous workouts, so boom, there it is. Mm. So by 2015, I was 225 pounds. Wow. I said, you know what? My knees hurt, my back hurt, my ankles hurt. Bonnie, you gotta do something. It really, so, really hurt. Yeah, like getting out of bed, walking, and all of a sudden you're walking and your knees start hurting. I'm too young for that, you know? Yeah. I, I shouldn't be going having knee pain unless I played sports. Okay. Yeah. So now 225, you found out you're all, did, did you ever get into diabetic range? Uh, yes. 26. My sugar spiked. I had started, I think, a new job. And stress can trigger your sugar to spike. My sugar was 592. What does that mean? That's very high. You're supposed to be like 140 in the 100 to 140. It was 592. I knock, knock on wood, you know. God is good all the He's time. He's great. He's awesome. I could have went into a stroke a coma, lost my eyesight, but I didn't, I didn't feel nothing. But my sister seen that I was sluggish, like I was slurring my words, my color wasn't there. So her and my cousin took me to the hospital, it was 592. What? Yes, they kept me in there for a couple of hours, they got it down to 292. And that's when I had to go on medication. Not insulin, but a thousand milligrams of metaphor. Wow. But before that, I was working out with a trainer five days a week. At 225? Right. I was starting to drop weight by working out every day with a trainer and eating right. Mm -hmm. You know, changed my whole eating habit. Like, I had to stop eating the fast foods and just eat the salads and the chicken. Clean. And, you know, just clean. Water. I never drank water like I drink it now. I can drink gallons of water now but before i never drank what it. did you drink before a soda soda juice whatever was sweet now it's like my body don't even want that if i have a soda it don't even taste right i want the water complete change right and and, and that's a mental change too you have to mentally change and focus in on the weight loss and what you have to do because your mind will start playing tricks on you. Your mind will start saying you're hungry when you're not hungry. Mm -hmm. So when it does that, I'll drink some water. That fills you. You know what I'm saying? And eat a snack. I had to go from eating no meals a day because I would literally like not eat until I was hungry. Then I would eat three big meals a day or late at night, 
But I had to change. I had to listen to my nutritionist who said, eat six small meals a day, portion your food. Eat breakfast, eat a snack. Eat lunch, eat a snack. Eat dinner, eat a snack. That way you're always eating. Your metabolism is burning. Mm. So that's what I did. But I had to change mentally. Do you remember what or when the light bulb or that mental change kicked in? Was it being in the hospital? Was it that experience? Yes, it was. It was being in the hospital and thinking back. I lost my mother in 2008 to uh, the Lou Garricks. Oh, wow. I'm so sorry to hear that. Right. My mom passed away of that in 2008. And then six months later, my grandmother died of natural causes at one uh, yeah. one. But I went through that transformation with my mother because she found out she was diabetic at 52 and she had to go straight on to insulin. So I had to take that journey and that walk with my mother. So you already know. Right. I had to go on a diet with her because she felt, it was like being with a teenager. I was the mother and she was the teenager. Yeah, I'm yeah. sitting there eating chicken and she's fried chicken and she's like, what? Why are you eating that in front of me? You know I can't eat it. So I had to drink the diet soda with her. I had to eat the meals with her, like go on a diet with her. Wow. So when it came time for me, I knew. Oh, because you already kind of. I already experienced it. But your mind plays a lot of tricks on you. And you, you want to do the right things. But your mind will say, you want that soda over there. Aren't you hungry for a cheeseburger? You hear that little voice in your head. So you have to become strong mentally to say, nope, I'm not going to have a cheeseburger. I'm not going to. I'm going to get up every morning. I'm going to go. It's a struggle, but mm. it pays off in the end. I can see that. Score <laughs> Rosenberg podcast. I appreciate how detailed you've been on that journey. And I love to ask, what's that 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 mark? You know that that created that, and being in a hospital was definitely that that tipping point right. in your life. And the fact that you've already laid some of the groundwork with your mom, right. it seems to be somewhat of a natural shift to do what was needed. Right. I had all the tools. It's you just, just weren't applying. I wasn't applying them. So here's what we're gonna do. Um, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back, and when we come back, we're gonna pick up where we went from 225. Down. I want to hear that journey going down. And I want to hear the mental strength that you've now cultivated as you were taking that journey down with the weight. Mm -hmm. And I also am dying to hear the spiritual journey that accompanied that walk. School Rosenberg podcast, Bonnie Thomas, a physical mental transformation here on our podcast tonight, ladies and gentlemen. One.
Score Rosenberg Podcast. Your boy coming back with Bonnie Thomas as we, you know, enjoy this walk through her life to where she's now making that, you know, that life needed transformation. Yes. Not only did you know what you needed to do, you weren't doing it consistently. Right. Until we have that hospital experience at 225 pounds, now diabetic. Yes. Light bulb goes off. What's your next step? My next step is to learn how to eat right. Train my mind to eat right, think healthy, and to to get, my goal was to get out the 200 mark. Okay, I like that. Let me ask you this. What were two physical things you did? Two physical things yeah. I did? Two physical things I did was to start to get up, get off on, off my ass and on my feet, and start working out. I got a trainer. I didn't go to the gym. Mm -hmm. I got a trainer. He took me to Eastside Park, and he worked me. Walked me around that park, ran me up and down them steps. How were your knees at that time? They were bad, but this was something I needed to do. So I, I, I went through the pain. I did the squats, the sit-ups, the pull-ups, everything. And it was all within an hour and a half. It seemed like it was five hours. <laughs> Shitting a brick. <laughs> and I gave him hell. Yeah. You could best believe. Fought I Fought him all him. the way. Yes, I did. Tooth and nail, scratching, kicking and screaming. But. Did you ever throw up at any point? No, no, I didn't throw up, but I did get overheated. I mean, I thought I could never sweat, but Lord, did I sweat. <laughs> and he was the type of person that he stayed on me. He was like, I don't care. You may think I'm an mf but come on, let's go do this. He was like a drill sergeant. When you're trying to lose weight, that's what you need. You have to have that militant mm-hmm. mindset. You have to have somebody that's not going to give up on you. That Like say, okay, you take a break. No, you could take a break, a second. Let's go. Get back up. Let's go. Keep the heart Let's rate get, up. Keep right, it moving. Keep it moving. I, you went pa- fight through the pain. That's wow. how he was. And you fought through the pain. Yes, I fought through the pain because you know what? This is what I needed. I wanted this because I knew that I needed to lose the weight, and it was a challenge that I I accepted. And I was going to get through it. I was going to prove that I was going to lose this weight to myself. That's big. Score Rosenberg podcast. Um, you snuck that jewel by me, but I felt it. That's why I closed <laughs> my eyes. Because, you know, we go through life and there are certain challenges that come our way. And because we don't have the right mindset of saying, I'm going to accept this challenge. Right. And we always need somebody else's moral support. You're your biggest fan. You should give yourself more. Score Rosenberg podcast. <laughs> Not a jewel snuck out the bat right there. You are your biggest, biggest fan. You got to stand up in your corner. Yes. You have to talk to yourself. It may sound crazy, but you have to talk to yourself. There are people that will give you moral support, but are they really giving you the support that you really need? No. Do they understand no. how you feel, No. what you're going through, where you coming from no they don't the only person that understands you is yourself so you have to turn to yourself and say to yourself self is this what i want and if it is you got to go for it you have to 
become your biggest fan. Mm. You have to be your own cheerleader. And Score Rosenberg Radio. Listen to the jewels that are coming out <laughs> at rapid fire. I don't want to stop her because I know, because you're actually talking to me right now, which is what I love. You know what I mean? And the, 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 the way I know the God that I worship works yes. is he speaks through you. Yes. Because this is what I needed to hear. Because yeah. I'm going through a movement right now where, you know, I have to remind myself, you got this. Yes. Yes. And there were times that it got hard and, you know, the only person you could go to is him. And you got to say, you know what? God got this. And he does. And he got it. And he, he'll get, he don't put no more on you than you can handle. Wow. Wow. A profound biblical jewel that's being dropped. So as you awaken, not only mentally and spiritually, what was it like when you realized that you were now below 200? Oh, I, I mean, I couldn't believe it. I mean, my sisters still to this day say, would you stop thinking you're fat? Because <laughs> I look at myself and I'm like, oh my God, I need to. She's like, what you think? What you talking about a girdle for? You don't need it. You don't have no stomach. You smart. But when I first started realizing it was when I went to put on my clothes and I could not fit them and I had to go out and buy a whole new wardrobe and gave away about eight to 12 bags worth of clothes that made someone very happy. Mm. Okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. But it made me sad because it was all my clothes. <laughs> but then again, I had fun shopping again and realizing that I can fit into sizes that I didn't yep, fit into. before. When I was in college, you so, know what so, I'm saying? So that, that, that started a, a feeling of reward. Motivation. Yeah. That motivated me to see that, wow, I did this. I could do it. Now I got people telling me, stop losing weight. I said, I'm not trying. I'm not losing anymore. It's just that the fact that my stomach shrunk. They say, you know, people don't realize if you cut back on a lot of things and cut back on eating, your stomach do shrink. You can't eat as much as you used to. Mm. I mean, it's to the point where people thought I had surgery. I don't have the, I can't afford surgery. Yo, look in the camera and let him know that the change. I did not, not have, have surgery. surgery. You Bonk. do not have to have surgery. You do not have to go under the knife. You can do this. You just have to motivate yourself and become your biggest fan. Just like your, you, you have your football. But let me ask you this. Um, everybody's saying, yeah, 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 she's talking all this. Let me poke at this and say, did you have moments where you slipped, fell, or was like, dude, I, I don't think I can do this. Did you ever have any of those moments? Yes, I'm human. I'm human. I, you go through that. You go through the, the, the denial, the, re, the regret. Like, am I, what am I doing this for? Is it, am I doing it to prove to everybody that I can do this? Or am I proving it to myself? And at the end of the day, I'm proving it to myself because I don't have to prove anything to no one. Score Rosenberg Podcast. If you want to get the stress out of your life, <laughs> apply this jewel. Could you drop that again, please? I don't have to prove anything to anyone but myself. That's the important person, yeah. me. It may sound selfish, but it's the truth. Bong. At the end of the day, all that matters is me. Bong. 
Bonnie Thomas, just just dropping the classic <laughs> jewels that I love. So you're going through this transition. You're losing the weight. You're now below 200. Yes. Right. You're now inspired. Mm-hmm. What did you do to continue getting to? Because right now you're currently as does, as of today's date. Yes. What is your current weight? My current weight is 157. Can we salute to that? Wow, (laughs) big shout out. Mm. 68 pounds. Stay focused, ladies and gentlemen. 68 pounds. 68 pounds? Yes. Over how long of a period? About a year. I love that. You know why I asked that question? You have to give yourself a, a timeline. Not even a, not even that, but in today's world, it's all about a quick fix. Yes. Take this pill, drink this juice, do this. No, I asked that question because I wanted to hear that it took you that time. And the whole thing about it is I was on medication, but I didn't take it because I'm more of a naturalist. I don't like to take medication. Because Welcome you, to the club. You take medication; it helps one thing, but the side effects, bleeding. Oh, you've seen you've seen those you've seen those, yeah, those commercials, like, right? Why would I take it? You, you, know? th- you, you have antidepressants. But it's but crazy. But then I think back to the days when we back in the day when there was no advanced technology and all this medication. You see, I'm coming from what Jamaica, did, right, so it's, what did what did our ancestors and forefathers and our keep grandparents did? They yeah. did the old time remedy. Yeah. And they were more healthier back then than they are now. Look at the Chinese culture. Look at the Asian culture where they keep that whole, you know, natural, organic, you know, the medicine. Right. You know, so I, I completely understand. And I salute you because in today's society where it's a pill. And it is. And you were, you, were, you were on medication that you refused to take. I was on a thousand milligrams. And then after I got down the weight. He cut cut it down to 500 milligrams, but I don't take I take it whenever I want because I I listen to my body. Mm. If I feel that my sugar is going up, I know that because you get tired, you you wake up tired, you go to so you get sluggish. So then it's like okay, I can take the pill, but if my numbers is high, there's a remedy. Garlic, peanut butter, and lemon juice. You take it every morning on an empty stomach, and that brings your sugar down like that. Wow. Why don't you drop those <laughs> ingredients again slowly? What would you have? Garlic, peanut butter, and lemon juice every morning on an empty stomach, oh. and that drops your sugar. All right. So how do you do that? Do you put it on a toast? How do you? No. You eat a lemon, a, a garlic clove with peanut butter. Yeah. Chew it up and eat it and take the garlic lemon juice. Garlic is nasty. It's going to be nasty, but then you wash it back with the lemon juice. But With something ha- nastier. Yes, but it helps. I mean, at first when I tried it, I was like, oh my God, this is disgusting. But think of it this way. I'd rather take the natural stuff that's nasty than to take medicine that's nasty. And what does that concoction do to your stomach? It helps drop the sugar. It, it, it helps... Bring your sugar, um, your glucose down on an empty stomach every morning. And I did that for what, three days? My sugar was like, one time my sugar wouldn't even read on my meter. That's how high it was. I did that for three days and it was down to 104. Wow. So wow. there are natural, natu- natural remedies that you can do without harming your body. 
Of course, we live in a capitalist society, so we need the pharmaceutical guy to be selling you these pills with right. those side effects so he can sell you more pills right. to pay for the summer house and the Hamptons. I understand exactly how that works. Right. So, what well, we're not going to support that here on SQR Podcast because what I love is the average human being is out there can make these changes. Yes, they can. And I love the fact that you've taken me through this walk of the physical, that light bulb going off, that change that needed to happen. Then we spoke about the mental yeah. digging in within yourself so, to find that strength right to implement that and then you get the reward when you see the results yes spiritually what has that journey been like for you spiritually you know i'm jamaican so i did extra twist tonight <laughs> <laughs> well in the beginning it was hell but now i feel like i i would have to say and people may not like this i like I feel like when Jesus walked on water. Score Rosenberg podcast. Let me just let you guys digest this real quickly. Here's a young lady who has taken on a complete mindset mental change. And I'm going to ask, repeat what I asked her. You know, what was the spiritual journey like? And her answer was. It was like hell in the beginning. But now. I feel like Jesus when he walked on water. Wow. And the reason why I had to slow that down is guess what? We all have that ability. Yes. I feel like what he went through for me, for all of us, cannot measure what I'm what my weight loss and stuff is. So I know if he went through that and he held up and he was that strong. I can do it too. True, true. Wow. School Rosenberg podcast. Um, you know, I was fascinated to have you on the show just for this reason. <laughs> you know, because, you know, everybody goes, yeah, well, well, you know, why am I, what am I, why am I listening to Bonnie Thomas? Who's Bonnie Thomas? Right. Here's who Bonnie Thomas is. Bonnie Thomas is your next door neighbor. Yeah. Bonnie Thomas is you. Yeah. Bonnie Thomas is me. You know, the obstacles, haha, the challenges. Yes. that she accepted are the same challenge we can accept. Yeah. The mental strength, the mindset that was implemented, we can implement. Yes. Wow. School Rosenberg podcast, Bonnie Thomas. This has been a beautiful, enlightening session here on this, on this powwow. We're going to take a quick break, come back, and hit her with the last two questions that all my guests have. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure she's going to hit a home run on this. SQR podcast, Bonnie Thomas. <laughs> transformational life get out the boat walk on water bong
Square Rosenberg podcast coming with my guest Bonnie Thomas as we get ready to wrap up this enlightening powwow that we have had. And the reason why I say that is, you know, you know, and when I say average, it's not to, it's not a demote your. Yeah, you know, I understand. But you're the everyday person. Yes. Who've experienced something tragic. Right. And said, you know what? I'm going to use this as a tipping point to change my life. Right. And then consistently stayed at it. Picked up a trainer, <clears throat> hit the park, changed your diet, mentally learned that you have what it takes to motivate yourself, dealt with the downfalls, enjoy the spiritual journey as you eloquently express, walked on water to get where you are right now. Yes. And the average human being is like, wow, I need to go subscribe to this or go do this. It's in you. Yes. So as we get ready to close, and you know, I want to first, let's lift this very chilled Heineken bottle and toast to the accomplishment from 225 to... 157. 157. Mm. We're gonna take a toast to that. Wow, that was refreshing. And that's a refreshing accomplishment. Yes, it is. Because if you held up 68 pounds, Mm-hmm. of shit in a bag <laughs> it's freaking heavy <laughs> yes so that's what you would that's what basically i was walking around on my body with 68 pounds wow now the 68 pounds is off let's talk about that journey what it's been like you showed us some photos yeah of a modeling thing that came up recently <laughs> yes, which we're going to yes. throw up on the podcast so yes. people can see that what was that you were now a model in a fashion show yes i was never asked to be a model before when i was heavier i mean was not and then out of the blue someone asked me to model and i was very nervous i'd never done it before people was like Come on, you're telling me a lie. You look so calm out there. You were, you know, and you put the clothes together good, you know, like I said, no. I just love fashion. I love shoes. I love clothes. I love accessories. People tell me I'm in the wrong career. I should be a stylist because that's how I am when it comes to clothes. When I step out the door, I have to be right from head to toe. I salute just love that. fashion. Yeah, I salute that. You know, and that's how I was brought up. My mother was the same way. You never went out the house with any rollers in your hair or a comb in your hair. Or your hair had Do to be done. Do you see the way some of these women are you schlepping never, around town right now? You never go outside what about pajama with pajamas. Pants? No, you. I don't even wear sweatpants. <laughs> okay, I. Wait, I think I got maybe three pair, and I'm uh, and I'm not shy to say this. Yeah. I'm 46. I'll be 47 next month. Bong. I only owe three. What three sweatpants? Yeah. Because my mother always said, you don't go out like that. You never know what's gonna happen. You never know if you may get hit, and you gotta go to the lo- to the, the hospital. Like, yeah, my mom always told me the same thing with my Make underwear. Make sure you have clean underwear and everything on. But she's always told us to be presentable. Yeah, I know. My, my mom gives me the same speech, so that's why I wear no underwear. For Rosenberg <laughs> going commando here, I'm being 100 percent straight up with you, son. So uh, as we as we get ready to, to jump into this, you're you're now in this new body. Yes. Well earned body. body. Yes, well earned. You're modeling in this fashion show yes let me go granular here Uh what was that like when you walked out the first 
see because you showed us photos which we're going to put on our soundcloud i mean on our um youtube channel so you can see the the shots but what was it like walking out in the first outfit of that evening i was petrified i was so nervous knees knocking and everything i mean i was just like knees wasn't knocking it was just that that was my first experience but once i got out there like tonight i was nervous but once i got out there i just started feeling the vibe and just went with it mm. and and people thought it i would that i modeled uh, uh, before yeah like a natural natural because thought i might some of the people thought the clothes belonged to uh, to one of the des fashion designers but it were your stuff they were all my clothes my wow. clothes from the head to toe the accessories the clothes the shoes everything was mine we're gonna show you all that new gear <laughs> on that new body on our youtube channel here i'm a score world sqr podcast but as you know what's so funny is I, I i am enlightened by the fact that you definitely embraced that moment yes i did i embraced it and that's what you should do you should embrace every moment whether it's good or bad embrace it because that's a, a, a learning tool. Mm. That's another step in the steps to your life. Because every step in your life means something. Whether it's good, whether it's bad. Score Rosenberg Podcast. Are you guys catching these jewels? Every step in your life means something. Yes. Good or bad. So embrace it. Good or bad. You have to embrace it. If you don't embrace it, it becomes... A nuisance to you and it'll always sit in your mind in the back of your head and you always hear that little voice at you all the time so embrace it let me ask you this now that you're at this weight and you've now settled in do you are you worried about gaining the weight again how are you managing not not only that mentally but also physically how are you managing managing it I had someone ask me, they was watching me when I was shopping and how I was shopping, and she said to me, do you ever cheat? I said, cheat? Yes, I'll eat a cheeseburger from Burger King, I'll eat Chinese food, yes, I cheat. But I don't do it all the time. Mm, that's what I, I reward myself, because my thing is, if you keep telling yourself, no, I don't want that chocolate cake, no, you can't have it, your mind is going to keep playing and keep playing. Just fulfill it. Just satisfy that craving. Even if I take a little piece of it and eat it, I'm satisfied. Yeah, and then get back on track. Get back on track. And I still eat my little six meals a day, so my metabolism is burning. My job is physical, even though I'm, I'm working in a school bus company. I still got to get up and go into the yard. I'm still walking around. I'm there. Any kind of exercise help. If you park far away in the parking lot to walk to the shop right that's exercise stay focused ladies and gentlemen <laughs> every Go in. step counts you know, when you're walking around in the supermarket or walking around shopping that's exercise because when you're shopping you're bending you're squatting because you're looking for that's exercise and let me just take you, advantage yeah of it. you know so funny i gotta <laughs> let you know that you know i should be charging all my guests who come up these steps to come into the studio Cause that's a workout. Yes, that is a workout. <laughs> I have to say, if you're ever a guest on this podcast, please be prepared for the flight your, of steps. Yeah, bring your oxygen tank. What was it like coming up the steps? It was physically exercising. <laughs> 
I tell you, it was like almost like what they do in New York City with the fireman test or whatever they do that's running up the steps in the you building. You felt the burn. Yes, I felt the burn. I mean, it's, it's hard coming up, but it's going to be easy going down. What was it like when you came in the studio? When I walked in the studio, I was at awe because I was like, wow. But I was out of breath. <laughs> I was out of breath. I have to say, I was out of breath. I appreciate the detail. I appreciate the detail. But I was like, wow, in, a, in awe because the place is like vintage to me. And I love vintage no, stuff. No, we, we create this, this environment. And I got to give a big shout out to Manny, the main catalyst for the set. But we created this environment and we try to harvest that environment to create this type of conversation. And it's very soothing and comfortable. It's comfortable. Because that, that's, that's what we want to do here. Right. Over a couple of Heinekens, maybe a pink rosé here or there is sprinkled in, but to have this delightful conversation where yeah. I've learned so much about you, Bonnie. Yes. I know that you are not only unique in what you've done, but everybody has that uniqueness they could tap into. As we get ready to close, there's a question I ask all my guests. And the question is this. I give you the magic wand, mm -hmm. right? You have two things that you can change in this world. Two things I can change in with this, this magic wand. With the magic, what would be those two things? The two things I would change in this world with a magic wand is the cancer. Mm, powerful. The cancer that has taken your loved ones. That's powerful. People that are very close to you, just taking life. Period. The cancer. I would. If I could wave a magic wand, I would take that away. Mm. Because I went to Bible study last night, and she made, the Reverend made a very good point. God didn't have cancer. God didn't have diabetes. God didn't have a lot of these diseases that we have. Mm. Why do we have it now? Lack of control, lack of discipline we've implemented or not implemented in our lives. Right. So if I could, that'd be one of the things I would change. Number two. Number two, our children, our youth. We have gone away from paying attention to our youth. There's no more after-school programs. There's mm -hmm. no more summer camps that, you know, we used to go on. Especially in the urban communities. Urban, yes, in the urban communities. Especially in the urban communities, and those are instrumental, actually. Right, like the Boys and Girls Club and, you know, all the things that we had and back then to keep our youth grounded mm. and, and, and on that straight path. You know, a lot of our youth need that. Some of them are doing the things that they're doing just because they don't get the attention at home. Wow. I am. And the only reason why I'm saying that is because I used to be a bus aide and I used to be a bus driver. So you spend so a lot of time. So you interact with the kids and you see their behavior. And one kid was on the bus that I was driving and every word out of his mouth was cursing. So I asked him, I said, do you speak like that around your mother? Mind your family? He was like, yeah. So I looked at him through the, the mirror, and then he seen me looking at him. I was like, come on now. He was like, no. <laughs> but, you know, all they want is that little attention. Yeah. And from the whole bus ride, he sat, and he talked to me, and I talked to him. And that was it. And they just want that attention because mm. they're not getting it at home. True. 
True. You know? I'm very um, honored to have not only heard your entire story, but moved by those changes you've implemented with those magic with that magic wand. And, you know, I, I got to tell you, we, and since we started this podcast, we have possibly talked to close to 100 people. And you are definitely in the top five. Oh, well, thank you. Know, you. I appreciate the openness. I express, especially when it comes to weight loss. You yes. know, a lot of women are shy to touch on that subject. I don't want to tell you what I weighed. I want to show you what I look like. However, you've explained without any doubt because I feel it's a blessing. God gave me a second chance to prove myself. Score Rosenberg podcast. <laughs> Bonnie Thomas is just murdering us with jewels right now. And she's so right about this. He gave so, me that second chance. So it's a blessing. We're going to close on that note. Score Rosenberg podcast. Bonnie Thomas, as we get ready to rock out, you can change your life. Listen to what we're talking about. Implement a fraction of what we've discussed. And you will receive a new body a new mind, and a new relationship with God. Score yeah. Rosenberg Podcast, Bonnie Thomas. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> bong, bong, bong. It's broke, there's money to be made. I'm on the road to the riches, you in another lane. I'm all alone at the bar, take a...